next week. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is the chief secretary appeals for calm as police step up security ahead of the July 1st march. Junius Ho accuses the chief executive of not standing by police over the extradition protests. President Trump heads for the demilitarized zone and a meeting with Kim Jong-un. And the White House is accused of ignoring security concerns with its about-face on Huawei. Chief Secretary Matthew Jiang has appealed for calm ahead of tomorrow's protest march, saying the government has learned from its mistakes and won't talk down to young people in future. His comments coincide with a major security operation ahead of the procession. Iris Young reports. Pro-democracy activists said they expect widespread public anger against the government over the extradition legislation to lead to another huge turnout for the July 1st march. The marches will demand an investigation into the policing of a protest of June 12, when police fired tear gas and rubber bullets in Admiralty. They want the extradition bill scrapped completely and not just suspended and a dropping of charges for arrested demonstrators. But writing on his weekly blog, Matthew Chen said he hopes everyone can put aside their differences and move on. Mr Chen says the government has learned this lesson and is willing to listen to criticism from the public with an open mind. The minister added that the government will drop what he described as his paternalistic mentality and would focus on listening to young people in future. Police have sealed off the convention center and Bauhinia Square with 5,000 riot police reportedly standing by amid fears that the protest could escalate. Pro-Beijing legislator Junius Ho has accused the chief executive Carrie Lam of destroying police morale with her extradition bill apology. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, he rejected complaints that officers had used excessive forces, force in clashes with protesters outside Lechko on June 12th. Here's Mr. Ho. While the chief executive's decision on suspending the amendment's bill, for the time being, was sensible given the circumstances, her apology, however, left the Hong Kong Police Department impotent and morale at an all-time low. It was guilty by association, and they were caught between the political debacle fabricated by the radical political spectrum, treated unfairly and unfavorably. The police force needs our support, never more than before. Meanwhile, supporters of the police are holding a rally in Central. The government says the SAR is duty-bound to provide a military dock for the PLA along the Central waterfront, saying this dates back to a 1994 agreement between the UK and China. It made the comment after anti-extradition protesters briefly occupied the strip of waterfront land late on Friday, just ahead of its transfer to the PLA at midnight on Saturday. Riot police were called in and the protesters, who were shouting, return the harbour front, were cleared just ahead of the deadline. In a statement, the government said the dock was the only outstanding military facility yet to be handed over. Critics of the land transfer say it breaks up a core part of the waterfront. But as Robert Kemp reports, the government said the PLA garrison may consider opening up the strip when it's not needed. The government was clear that there was no ambiguity about the PLA's right to use the land, and it warned that anyone entering without permission could face prison terms and fines. It said the dock and its four buildings were now designated as a protected place and a closed area respectively. It said the penalty for entering the former was a prison term of six months and the latter two years. 
The final obstacle to the controversial transfer was cleared on Thursday after Legco President Andrew Leung adjourned proceedings. As the transfer fell under so-called negative vetting rules, the legislation didn't have to be voted on and it passed automatically. The government said it will complete the necessary work before handing over the completed dock to the garrison. But it did appear to strike a conciliatory note. It said the garrison would in future consider opening the gates surrounding the dock to allow the public to pass through the parts that hadn't been designated a closed area, as long as it didn't interfere with the work of the garrison. South Korea's President Moon Jae-in confirmed a short time ago that President Trump will meet North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in the demilitarized zone that divides the peninsula. But, as the BBC's Laura Bicker says, experts are divided on whether any meeting will actually achieve anything of value. What can be achieved in a two-minute handshake? Many people say that this is not taking the denuclearization situation seriously, that North Korea could have up to 60 warheads, and we need to be dealing with that situation. But others believe that every single handshake, every single meeting, is a way to break down decades of distrust between the United States and North Korea. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Earlier, the South Korean leader Moon Jae-in praised President Trump's diplomatic overtures towards the North, saying it would go down in history. If your Twitter message is accomplished, it will be a truly historic moment. Even if it doesn't happen, President Trump has shown his great goodwill towards Chairman Kim Jong-un, so it is a great accomplishment in itself. Democratic and Republican politicians in the United States have criticized Donald Trump's decision to allow U.S. companies to resume sales to the Chinese telecom firm Huawei. The move appears to be a concession to China as the two sides try to end their trade war. But the Republican senator, Marco Rubio, called it a catastrophic mistake. He threatened to use legislation to reimpose the restrictions. David Kennedy is the CEO of Trusted Sec, a cybersecurity firm, he said the security concerns about Huawei appear to have been set aside. That's definitely an about face to what the current administration was, was, was talking about, of, of the reasons why they did it was directly due to what they had claimed as the, the direct influence of the Chinese government uh, over Huawei. And none of that has actually changed at all. Um, it looks like this is more of an alleviation of tensions to try to get back to the negotiating table to really try to address some of these concerns. World leaders at the G20 summit have made a fresh commitment to tackling climate change, leaving the United States isolated once again. Donald Trump, who pulled his country out of the Paris Accord on cutting greenhouse gases, has had wanted Turkey and Brazil to withdraw as well, but all of the 19 other heads of government reaffirmed the need to meet the Paris targets. The French president, Emmanuel Macron, said leaders had held the line in spite of differences. Très concrètement, nous avons réitéré une déclaration à 19. In concrete terms, we reiterated a statement with 19 countries, noting the commitment of every member of the G20, apart from the United States, to implement the Paris Agreement, the irreversibility of that agreement and its implementation, and to move forward with that. People in Albania are getting ready to vote in a controversial election. President Ilir Meta ordered the postponement of the postponement of the municipal polls, but the Prime Minister Edi Rama had rejected the decree. Meanwhile, opposition parties are staging a boycott. Here's the BBC's Guy Deloney. 
Local elections don't normally feature the president and prime minister as protagonists, but these polls reflect a power struggle at the national level. President Mehta said the elections couldn't be democratic because of the opposition boycott and ordered their postponement. Prime Minister Rama's furious response was to start impeachment proceedings. Albania's Electoral Commission has ruled that the polls should go ahead, even though around half the candidates are running unopposed. Sport at the Women's Football World Cup, Sweden have become the last team to qualify for the semi-finals. They came from behind to beat Germany 2-1 in the French city of Rennes. The BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball reports. Sweden ended their 24-year wait for a major tournament win against Germany, which led to some joyous celebrations with their fans after the final whistle. The decisive moment came three minutes into the second half when Sweden finally used their considerable height advantage. Fridolina Rolfer's header palmed out to Stina Blackstenius, who controlled and drove it home. There wasn't enough urgency from Germany until too late, and Sweden finally got one over on them to not only reach the semi-finals, but to book a place at next year's Olympics as well. Meanwhile, the captain of the U.S. women's football squad, Megan Rapinoe, has accepted an invitation from a high-profile Democrat to visit the House of Representatives, just days after saying she'd refuse a similar offer from President Trump. Rapinoe wasted no time accepting the invitation from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the fiery young lawmaker who's a rising star in the Democratic Party. Team USA take on England on Tuesday in the semifinals. Peru coach Ricardo Garesa Gareca has praised his team's character after they beat highly fancied Uruguay on penalties to reach the Copa América semifinals. Goalkeeper Pedro Gallese made the crucial spot kick save, save to deny Luis Suarez before Edison Flores netted the decisive penalty following a nil-all draw in which Uruguay had three goals ruled out for offside. Peru will now face, a Chile, in, face Chile in the semifinals in Porto Alegre on Wednesday. To end the news, the top stories again. The Chief Secretary appeals for calm as police step up security ahead of the July 1st march. Junius Ho accuses the chief executive of not standing by police over the extradition protests. President Trump heads for the demilitarized zone and a meeting with Kim Jong-un. And the White House is accused of ignoring security concerns with its about-face on Huawei. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Got news for you. You better listen.